Talking about what's new with Los Angeles Clippers There's always so much to discuss Let's jump right in It's LA Clips Forum It's LA Clips Forum With Jesse and Brian Norman Powell is a Clipper Welcome to the LA Clips Forum My name's Brian Andrew, I'm here with my co-host Jesse Sandoval, what's up guys? And we brought Trent and Jake back again They're basically our news team here it is a it is a bonus bonus episode. Yeah, the Clippers this week are just like here's some news, and forum do something with it. How are you guys doing? Good man, great, great. Uh, we got a trade. It's lit. Yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, I, I'm saving the world as usual. Uh, I got to point out that since the last time we potted together, we have beat the Lakers. And oh, traded for Norman Powell and Robert Covington. So wow. we may so be this, good luck charms. This this might be what we like the Clippers like to call good vibes here. Like the LA Clips Forum also has good vibes. Uh, so today, reported by Woj, the Clippers have traded Eric Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, Keon Johnson, a future, a future second round pick to the Trailblazers for Norman Powell and Robert Covington. What are your thoughts, Jesse? Amazing. It just truly shows that Steve Ballmer is dedicated to this organization. He wants this organization to be successful. He doesn't give a sh- no, excuse my language. He doesn't give a crap about luxury tax. Good catch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he doesn't give a crap about uh, luxury tax. He just wants this team to be set to succeed. And I'm all for it. Trent. Uh, this move is amazing for the Clippers. It does add. Uh, 4.5 million dollars in salary to our overall books but also increases our tax bill by 19 million so for every dollar we go over at this point you you're spending an extra five dollars four dollars in the kitty for the that gets spread out around the league so he obviously has said go ahead spend the money it's all right right uh the trade in and of itself is one guy that's our best he was our backup point guard huge Eric was great for us for 54 games, played, missed, played everyone, didn't miss anything. Uh, love his effort. Great. Justice Winslow was just starting to get his groove, which was terrific. Mm-hmm. Keon was kind of, you know, we weren't using him. Let's put it that way. So we sent out two rotation guys. We got back two rotation guys and we opened that roster spot. Nothing bad about this trade at all. Oh, absolutely. Honestly. Jake. Uh, great trade, man. To get a guy that can come in, shoot 40% from three, 45% from the field goal, uh, log in major minutes, open up the offense, give spacing, compliment the stars. I mean, what better way to like, you know, make a bullish move, right? Like Absolutely. that was, that was, and also like, you know, if we want to kind of take it to that, you know, stock wording, like, or vocabulary. I mean, they sold high. They sold mm-hmm. Eric high. They sold Justice high. Uh, at their peak, I thought they were playing the best basketball they've played probably in the last year that they've had in, in their career. Right. So, uh, you know, good luck to those guys, Norman and, and, and Robert Covington. Covington, great defensive player in Houston. Um, hopefully he can, you know, light the spark back up over here. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, there's still a week left in the deadline. So he, he's, yeah. a good, he's a good team defender. But if we end up keeping him. I feel like he could keep that Justice Winslow role of just like, we'll use you when we need you. Right. We don't necessarily need to have to play you. Right. He's Uh, bigger too. He's he's quite a bit bigger than Justice. Bigger. Yeah. Um, And uh, to throw this out there too, what I like about this trade is 
all the Clippers are all about their vibes and like all these good vibes and the chemistry we've built over the last couple of years. I'm not saying these guys were not part of that necessarily, but Keon spent most of his time in the G League. Justice Winslow just came in this offseason. Eric Bledsoe just came in this offseason. And it just it just seems like, all right, you know, we still have the chemistry and the vibes we had from last year still intact for the most part, unless, you know, another deal happens in the next week or so. But we didn't really get rid of anybody that was like central, off, central in last year's chemistry, if that makes sense. Yeah. The, the Western Conference run, if that if I'm, if I'm right. correct. The core um, guys are here. Yeah. And then we're bringing in basically our third option and an, an affordable third option scoring at least um some people have talked about his defense but to be honest when you're on a, on the same team as cj mccollum and dame lillard you're, you're everyone's gonna look exposed on the portland trailblazers <laughs> you know what i mean they're just, they're, just gonna, they're just gonna pass them and then everyone else is like oh, okay i don't know what to do with this defense optional in portland yeah absolutely um but so Robert Covington is a good def- team defender. He's here. I think he's going to work well in the system. If we need him, we, we might flip him. <laughs> me, and, me and Jesse had this joke that Jesse's like, do you think we'll flip Robert Covington? And I was like, imagine like by flipping uh, Jerry West flips him off <laughs> when he comes in. He's like, all right, you're, you're out, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, if he stays, uh, that joke didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Sure. I have your I have your stats for these two guys. Uh, if you want to, if you want me to share them, I'll go for it quickly. Uh, Robert Covington is a six seven forward slash center. For those un- unaware, he's averaged thirty minutes a game this year, so he's been really durable. Uh, seven and a half points. His shooting splits are down quite a bit over his by career average wise. Uh, thirty eight from the field, thirty four from three, eighty three percent from the from the line. So he's a good free throw shooter. He has been very good on corner threes, which is what he'll be asked to do with us. He's also averaged almost six rebounds and an assist and a half a game, uh, an assist, a steal and a half and a block and a half basically. So he is playing some good defense aggregate wise. He also is on the last year of his deal. He's making almost 13 million and we do have his full bird rights. As for Powell, as for Powell, this is pretty exciting. we We can bring him back. Oh, yeah, absolutely. As for Powell, he is 6'3", but he does have a 6'11 wingspan. He has averaged 33 minutes this season. He's averaging almost 19 points on 45, 40, 80 splits. He's getting to the line five times a game. That hasn't even entered in the discussion yet. That's great. It shows he's yeah. aggressive. Uh, three rebounds, two assists, a steal. So he he does play some team defense, and I think he's a perfect fit. So there's your there's your metrics. Absolutely. And the Clippers, the way their team set up, it's odd to bring in certain players because we have two tallish wings or, you know, Kawhi's around six, seven, six, eight. Paul George is around six, eight, six, nine, roughly. And then so it's like if you bring in another wing, like where are they going to play? But now we got someone who's six, three. So we could kind of move people down into the mm-hmm. lineup. That's if when Kawhi and Paul George are there, you're like, and for the most part, Norman's going to play with at least one of them until then, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's a great fit. And we have someone who will score. I think that's what we were missing last year in the playoffs, even though we went so far, is that we didn't, we didn't have another reliable scorer. Like Reggie Jackson stepped up, but we all kind of had that, like, well, how is this going to be a forever thing? Yeah. yeah, right, right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Do you have any more thoughts, Jesse? Um. I guess, uh, is there any concerns about this trade uh, in regards to our point guard depth? depth? 
I said death. Sorry. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, you're going to miss Eric Bledsoe handling the ball because, you know, we all know that uh, Reggie gets a little loosey-goosey. He likes to skip around a little bit with 12 <laughs> seconds left on the clock. You know, he's out there playing hopscotch while everybody else is trying to play basketball. Uh, but, yeah, I think they're they're going to have to make a secondary move of some sort to bring in a point guard. There are some options available in the system right now. If we promote Amir Coffey from two-way to full contract, that opens up a two-way contract that we can fill with a point guard from our AC Clippers team. And there's a couple guys down there that we could talk about. Absolutely. What about you, Jake? Uh, only concern is I kind of see logjam at like the forward position. Um, I don't know necessarily. I mean, you know, con- considering all options, like Covington is not right the most like crazy wing that you can go out there. But I mean, he is a guy, right? And he is shooting. Would you say Trent like thirty three or thirty four percent from three? You said. 34. I mean, yeah, consider, compared to justice, right? That's that's a that's a godsend in a way. So it's kind of like um, I'm optimistic with him. It's kind of we really have to see within the next week what we do. I mean, really, mm-hmm. that's where that, I guess that's where I'm kind of at with it. Like he could stay here or he can, you know, get flipped or we or we don't know what's next. We, yeah, we have we have two expiring contracts in, in Covington and Surge now. And if there's a team that's just like, you know what, we're kind of in our rebuild, we just want to take an expiring contract, or for example, in the Trailblazer situation, they're either A, in a complete rebuild, and they're going to ship out C.J. McCollum and maybe Damon Lillard or one or the other, or they're just trying to free up some cap space so they can bring in someone to play with Damian Lillard so he they can continue to keep him happy. Um, or the other option is that they just wanted to avoid the whole tax situation and and that's just also going to probably piss off Damian Lillard because you have to spend money to win games. That's just the way it is in the NBA. So <clears throat> we have two expiring contracts in Serge Ibaka and Robert Cummington. We could send it to a team that's also considering in a, they're in a rebuild. You know, we're around the all-star break. The teams know how their season's going at this point. So it'll be intriguing to see what we do. I think we might hold on to Serge because of Zoo's injury. And, you know, Serge had a good game yesterday. But this is if, if since since Serge had a good game yesterday, this might be also let's sell while while it's hot. So we'll see how uh, the next uh, week goes, and if they do another trade, we'll do it. We'll do another podcast, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the one thing that kind of like gets to me right is um, with Serge, like like you said, there might be a team out there willing to take one or two of these guys at Serge at like what nine or ten million, and then. Covington at 13. I mean, you package them together. That's like about what, $22 million in cap space. And it's just kind of like, there is a team out there, you know, that's willing to, to part ways. I don't know if we'll get anything like crazy substantial back that like, you know, that we'll look back and be like, Oh my God, this guy moves the needle for us. But I mean, we'll see. There's so many options. I mean, I guess we'll get into it later. Right. There's so many yeah. options, but we'll get into it. Well, later. another option too is if we want to continue with the hot shooting and a team that's in that in between of like, do they want to go back to a rebuild or do they want mm-hmm. to uh, continue building out their young talents like the Sacramento Kings and Buddy Buddy Hill makes around twenty something million dollars 
you know, so they might want to take in two expiring contracts and see if they could build in free agency with the young talent that they have. You know, Sacramento is not necessarily a destination team, uh, but that that's that's an option. But that's just also adding another wing. But it's, that's what I'm. Yeah, it's just, you know, so I don't, I don't yeah. know. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll be doing a segment later of, regarding point mm-hmm. guards because mm-hmm. we seem to need one. Uh but uh, another uh, thing I wanted to look at in this trade is we, if we decide to do nothing, we did open up that spot for Amir Coffee, and I think not. So if you look at this trade, we technically traded uh, Eric Bledsoe and two players that basically DNP'd for a good portion of the season, and Justice Winslow and Keon Johnson for Norman Powell, Robert Covington, and. Roster uh, Amir, spot that we and, need. and Amir Coffee. So we basically have Amir Coffee on our roster now, unless like the Clippers are not going to do the right thing. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So I think we could all feel a lot more. I think that's what the, the biggest thing about the trade when I first saw it was like, oh, we did a three for two. Oh, perfect. Now we don't have to give up anybody. That's right. We can we can now promote Amir into the full roster spot that he has totally earned. Uh, he will be a restricted free agent at the end of this year, unless they do something wild. And we're still trying to figure out exactly what the rules are and what kind of contract they could sign him to when they upgrade him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once we do that, we also will have his old two-way contract available that we can then give to somebody else. Like maybe uh, a kid that we already had up with us. He's not really a kid, but Xavier Moon, who played yeah. really well for a few games with us. Uh, and then we also have Chris Dunn playing in Agua Caliente. He's only played three games so far, uh, but he's looked pretty good. So can, can, Chris, Dunn, can Chris Dunn sign a two-way deal? I thought yes. a player had oh, to be yeah, a certain age. You know what? He may not be able to. Yeah. You're yeah. right there. You're right. That's what I was thinking. Like, I think if, he has too much service. Yeah. Uh, they changed uh, the rule this year that you can go an extra year. Oh, yeah. I think you're right. But I do think he's one year past that so yeah, okay. fair enough fair enough we would have to 10 day him yeah and give which, him a tryout <laughs> which you never know what could happen you know like but you gotta year. have a roster spot for that right absolutely so which we you know if we pull the right move maybe we'll have an extra roster spot for a buyout candidate you never know it's really hard having right now three guys chewing up full roster spots who are injured and haven't played either at all this season, Kawhi Leonard, Jason Preston, or only played 26 games has been out the rest of the season. And, and, and if teams are not too worried about physicals and stuff like that, we could still throw Jason Preston in a deal. Just like oh, yeah. if, if another team wants another young talent person to build around, that's somebody else. And if, the, and if the trade was for the right person, technically we have Brandon Boston Jr. too. Yeah, I'm gonna that, watch it. You're gonna but, cause a, a Twitter riot. I, I do believe that the Clippers are like, all right, they look they evaluated their young talent and were like, oh, it's Brandon Boston. That's the one we're keeping. Okay. Cool. You know, I have a question though. Go for it. Do you think this makes it do you think there's a there's a possibility that Terrence Mann might get traded? You know what? So, like what Jake said, we have a lot of wings now. We basically got three wings in one deal to add to all the other wings we have. And if we have our two best wings come back now, we could all just, we could just run an all wing lineup, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, wings. <laughs> Jamal uh, Christopher called it wing stop. 
I love it. <laughs> oh, like, the, the Lord love of the it. Wings. I, love <laughs> it. I forgot who put that. Uh, uh, so I don't know. Like you're 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 onto something, dude. Like the, yeah, because I'm thinking that's gonna make a trade with Robbie Cur- like Robert Covington. They choose to move him more enticing. Maybe no. maybe tying man to him. Yeah, exactly. Your, your problem with moving Terrence Mann by himself is that right now his total value is only about one and a half million. Oh, wait. I don't think he can be moved this year because he signed well, an extension. Yeah, so he right. can't be moved. He can't be moved this year. So oh, we got, okay. we'd have to wait till the offseason to move him. So even yeah. then, even then, he's stuck here. Okay. His, ex- his extension was signed at such a point that, yeah, he, he can't be traded until after February 15th, Ooh. which is after the trade date. It's like Brogdon. But I think I think someone made a point though. Like we technically have like thirteen decent rotational players at this point, and that's not a problem. And that's not a problem. But when you get to the playoffs, you played nine to ten, maybe eleven, if you're trying to, you know, if there's an injury of some sort, you're trying to rest. Um, Depends on your training staff, doesn't it? So, like, yeah, right. So it might get to the point though where Terrence Mann is getting DMPs in the playoffs again or something of that nature. Or I honestly do think, and I could be, I've been wrong about things in the past, so I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and act, act like I know everything, but I do think Robert Covington's coming in at least, at least as of right now, if we can't flip him, I do think he's coming in to just take on that Winslow rule. I don't think mm-hmm. we're, we're mm-hmm. only going to play him when we need him. I don't think we're trying to f- make sure he fits into our setup because we already have people that are his size that are more value, like Nick Batum, Marcus Morris, stuff like that. Like we already have players that do what he does. Now, if we think he's going to be a better on-ball defender in certain cir- circumstances, then maybe we start seeing less Brandon Boston minutes and stuff like that. Because bringing in Norman Powell is going to change a lot. It's going to, it's going to mean like when Luke Kennard's not, not uh, having an on night, Norman Powell's going to probably be, still be carrying the weight. We have Reggie Jackson. We have plenty of scores. Just adding one legit score just changes the whole. Changes everything. We changes don't need everything. to play Brandon Boston to get that offensive surge anymore. We just need to play some defense now surrounding Norman Powell and all that. So mm-hmm. it's going to be intriguing how what Lou does if we keep this team the way it is. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I definitely see like you know just the upside. On I'm looking at the guys right now, right? Without PG, without Kawhi. Uh, like you said, it like minimizes everybody else's role and just ha- like Norman Powell can really take a big load of scoring here. And it's just going to put so much pressure off Reggie, Luke, Terrence, you know, he can be timid at times. So it just, it helps. It helps, man. Love we, it. We got a potential 20 point a game score who could shoot right. about 40% from the three point line, three point right. line, right. He could pick, pick a spot, create his own shot. And he played with Kawhi in Toronto. <laughs> so yes, he did. I mean, even even if we want to bring his numbers down, you know, let's 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 average him down because when you're on good teams, your numbers kind of yeah you know, that makes go sense. down. So let's put him down. Let's put him down to like 13 or 15 points a game. That's still 13 or 15 points a game that goes out, and he can shot create, and that's something that it's just it's tough to get, man. Yeah. Um, but to Jesse's point about Terrence, dude, I mean. I always say this, anything can happen. Anybody's available at any time. Like that's just the way the league is. Right. Like we see the most heartbreaking thing sometimes. And the Clippers are one of those teams that like to break people's hearts. We've seen it with Blake Griffin. We've seen it with Tobias, Lou Williams, Pat Bev. I mean, they're not, they're not above like 
cooking someone. So I, I, yeah, I, I do think Terrence Mann, though, if we get back to this standard, like going into next season, if Terrence Mann is considered your 13th or 14th person on the roster, that's a good 13th or 14th person who can oh, yeah. play solid defense. And to be honest, now that we traded Eric Bledsoe, although we have a ton of wings, we don't really have a defensive guard. So Terrence Mann could easily – he might actually get more minutes off of this because we need someone to guard the, the Chris yeah. Pauls and the Damian Lillards and stuff like that. So maybe this actually opens things up for Terrence Mann. Mm-hmm. But uh, we still need that backup point guard. Yeah. Yep. So every every game right before game time, you just drop a scorpion into Terrence's pants and tell him you're guarding the best guy out there. Pound him. Pound him. Yeah. you yeah. got to be – you got to turn him. into Pat Bev and just go yeah. – Sick him. Go growling and spitting on him and going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> if, 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 if Terrence Mann's not playing hard defense, it's the same thing with Luke Kennard. Like, if you're not going to shoot, get out. It's like one of the things with Terrence Mann. If you're not going to guard the best player on the team and fight through those screens, we're not putting you out to do 360 layups, you know? So, if you yeah. will, we'll put somebody else out there. I love you, Terrence, but you've got six fouls, and I expect you to use five of them. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and they better not be those worthless hand check ones either. Legit <laughs> oh, yeah. fouls. Yeah. Uh, so, do you have any more thoughts on the Norman Powell trade, guys? Before we move on to the excitement from last night, just great, man. Just a oh. great trade. It was it was perfect. Trade. I did yeah. not think nobody, nobody had Norman, Norman yeah. Powell on the on on their radar. We all thought they just we all thought it was like, oh, we might get CJ McCollum, but we don't want that contract. We ended up doing something better, getting someone who's almost just as good, in my opinion, picking the spots and making a ton less and. 15 mil this year and obviously it's going to turn to 18 mil by the end of this contract 15 and a half or something mil it's it, 17 and a half 17 and a half this year goes all the way up to 21 no and he just signed an, ex, an extension oh, okay so. I, I thought it was 15 17 still that's good it's 17 mil contract. is a good number for your third guy Mm-hmm. And even like I said, even if some days Marcus Morris needs to step up, what he's making is good for the third guy. What Luke is making is good for a third guy. We have three guys who are behind Paul George and Kawhi that could step up and be the third guy any night who are all making good, good money on their contracts. And Reggie. And at Reggie 11. too. Reggie. At, at 11, right? Reggie's so. one of the best contracts in the league. Like, it really is. Value to player to like you know, just everything aside, like he's one of the best contracts. This I'm not trying to be that one guy, but it could also set up a future move. There's a lot of talent on that on that roster. So if you want to make a big splash, there's a possibility. Uh, I, I not this I, season, obviously, but you know, for the future. I, I don't want to be that guy. So yeah. but I'm gonna do it because on this podcast I feel like I have a safe space where I could be good. Uh, Let it out. <laughs> when we We're got good. when we got Norman Powell. Uh-huh. I, I, my, one of my first thoughts was like, well, Norman Powell is a guy that other cool. teams are going to be like, if you throw him in a deal, I like that deal. Cause nobody else on our roster, people were probably, you know, like, would they like Luke Kennard, but you still have to package him with somebody else? Did they like Morris, but you still have to package him. Norman Powell plus another decent contract could get you, if people think we need that 30 plus mil guy. That's the player you throw in the deal to entice other teams. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm, I I would like to keep Norman Powell because I think he fits this team better than he probably fit in Portland. But I just thought this was just a thought that crossed my mind on how cerebral the Clippers front office is. Oh, cerebral for sure. Triple H. Yep, like, they're Triple cerebral. H. Like they're yeah. cerebral. They're, they're, there, they're, there's always a plan B. 
There's always a plan B there. I mean, if you just look at the track record, right, of just the Pat Bev trade to the Bledsoe trade to even the even the Blazers trading Gary Trent for Norman Power. If you go that far back mm-hmm. and you just look at the track record of the moves that were made, you can just see, like, the way we ended up here is insanity. We literally sold Eric Bledsoe high. Like, it's insanity. It's insanity, bro. And Chauncey was also Eric's vet. That's another thing, right? I, I believe Chauncey was also his vet when he was a Clipper. So that's that's true. That's another thing. I, you know, I didn't maybe, think about. Yeah, maybe Chauncey was like, you know what, this guy, good player, good locker room guy. Um, if we're gonna make a move, let's get rid of the cap space, get under the luxury tax, and we can bring someone serviceable in, and he's playing well. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. And, and for yeah. a team that didn't play defense or doesn't play defense, you got three guys that are defensive-minded players. It's going to help them, man. I mean, at least for this stretch right now. Uh, they might lose games or whatever, but they need that team needs to transition, too, into the next phase, you know? Like, right. Keon being there, I think, is going to – they don't have a G League system, like a farming system. They don't have a team. But, I mean, screw that. He's going to play, like, you know, minutes. And Absolutely. that's going to help him. What are you guys' thoughts on if Keon still plays for the Agro Caliente Clippers then? It's cool with me, man. I mean, go get your reps. Honestly, it's yeah. fun. Because like, yeah, I, I forgot who it was, but uh, the Suns or, or something last year didn't have a team. And they mm-hmm. had, I think it was Jalen Smith, play for the Agro Caliente Clippers for, for a stretch. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. Portland could just be like, you know, just stay on that team. You know, you know, the, you know that squad and, you know, you, you're playing well. Stay That's with cool. the Caliente Clippers, and then we'll call you up when we – or, you know, they might just be like, you know what, we need you now because we're in a tough stretch of our guy, our main guy, you know. If I, was, if I was them, I just run I just run them. If I was them, I run them. I mean, I, I play them. I play them. What do they got to lose? They don't got nothing to lose. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, speaking of uh, Reggie Jackson. Losing. Oh, losing. Baker's <laughs> 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 lost last night. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got some slack on Twitter for this for saying that the Reggie Jackson skip was going was going to be one of the most iconic moments in Clippers history because, and it, in my opinion, it absolutely is. Like we're gonna look back on this team. It depends on how far they go. I get that, but a lot of people get on Clipper fans for enjoying regular season wins. I don't understand it, but that skip against I'm gonna say it, our rival, the LA Lakers. <laughs> In the final seconds of a game, after 80s alley-oop, he gets the ball, skips, yells at a guy to give him a screen. Russell Westbrook comes and helps like an idiot, and he just goes up and gets that layup. And <laughs> that's one of the most iconic moments. We're going to remember that moment looking back on this season. Like, we remember Luke Kennard's uh, performance against the Hawks last year. We, we go back and remember certain moments from Lob City. We go back and remember, like, the Blake Griffin ducks on Kendrick Perkins. and all. We're going to look back. And look at this game when Reggie Jackson got the ball off the skip and he started skipping up the court and just got the shot he wanted. Yeah. Poor Austin Reeves, right? Just <laughs> the poor kid. Put him uh, right in the right in the spin cycle. Hot take machine. Austin Reeves is probably one of the best defenders on the Lakers, too. Yep. And we just attacked him. I agree. <laughs> Definitely. He he wasn't ready for that heat. And I actually agree with uh, you. You watch you watch the commentary, right? The turn, the TNT commentary, Chuck. I, I've heard some of it. Yeah, I I, I kind of agree with Chuck. I'm like, if you're going to double, don't go for a steal. You know, like 
<laughs> like, why the hell are you doing that? That's not Austin Reese. Forcing the pass out and make a bad pass over the head of Russell. And then hopefully another Laker steals it or something. And then yeah. you're catching the ball probably around half court with two seconds to go. That's the ideal defensive situation. Exactly. And what Russell did was just like, hey, I'm going to go say hi to Reggie real quick. I like him. <laughs> and then and then, and then then he just went between him and Austin. And Austin's just like, dude, I cut off the baseline. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And the best part is it's such a Reggie move to go to the baseline, which is where we where we sh- you shouldn't go. <laughs> and then just spin out of it and get away. Reggie was that kid that would lead the other kids right into the cul-de-sac, you know, when they're running from trouble. <laughs> oh, down to the end of this street. Dead end, bro. We got that, this. That, that game was nerve-wracking, though. When the Lakers started you know, coming back, I was just like, oh my goodness, like I can't, I can't deal with this. I mean, I, yeah, but, I was gonna say when, when Russell Westbrook made that three, I was like, of course, of, of course. course, yeah, he'll make shots if he's wide open. I mean, he can shoot his like low arcs all the time when he's wide open, They're, like ugly. <laughs> Doesn't it look like he shoots his three pointers like he he just did like a 250 pound bench set like right before? It is pretty flat. <laughs> like, flat yeah. You just gotta put your arms, arms up, you know. <laughs> you <laughs> you gotta put your arms. arms. <laughs> no, I think I think you're that's worse because you'll accidentally fell him. Just let him shoot it and brick it. <laughs> you know, like just play ten feet off. Yeah. Go for it. You know, uh, Brian. You know, Brian. I'm with you there, man. I'm I'm with you that um this Reggie Jackson move considering how you know what it meant for the standings and stuff it was it was a big game big win like lakers or not right it could have been minnesota that we had this big tiebreaker thing going on with and it's Mm -hmm. it was it was a huge it was just a huge morale victory for us or moral victory sorry um the lakers obviously they can't guard i always go back to that you know not even not even trying to be like hard on them they just don't guard and to have a Russ, well, Russ was supposed to guard Reggie, right? And mm-hmm. for Terrence to get that and get that switch on him on Austin, it, it, it was like, it's almost negligent to think that you're, rook, you know, you're letting your rookie like go one-on-one with this guy that's been shot creating for the last five years. What, what the best thing for me is that, you know, I don't know if they still have this little beef, but Reggie and, and Russ have a yeah. little beef going back to Oklahoma. Yeah, and and you know to to for for Russ to not fight over that screen or for not to cut off like you know that other side of the baseline, like it looks like he just he was just ducking the smoke, you know. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. it. He he gambled on that reach and he paid. He didn't want to get paid. Cut. Yeah, it's on him. <laughs> I mean, it's on him. Even even if like you know Austin got baked, Austin was getting baked all night. But I mean, yeah. that's Vogel's fault for them. They're putting him on Bledsoe. They're putting him on Reggie. Like you know, he did a good job on Canard. Canard was kind of quiet because they were mm-hmm. trapping him all night. So he did an well, okay job on Canard. But they're 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 having a, a rookie out there to try to guard these guys. They saw Next. what happened. They saw, they saw what happened last time when they left Canard open, and they said, "Yeah, no, it was, that, it was." They're gonna make that mistake lights. again. And, it was lights. And now they had AD. But if they just had AD guard Sergi Baca the whole time. And even Serge Ibaka, when he was getting guarded by AD, did fine. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It's this superstar thing of, like, they're afraid to pick up a foul or 
play too aggressive or drain their energy or something, but it's like, you know, you're not going to be in these games at the end being the team that you are. Your yeah. best bet is going up 15-20, and then hopefully you hold on to it. You yeah, came yeah. back against this team because we we did not have a team out there that was going to score on you. It's just the way it is. And yeah. we just we had them out there a little too long. So, you know, then we put our starters in, and clutch time happened, and we have a top-five clutch team. And even when AD made that alley-oop and we had 12 seconds to go, I was like, you got – I, you guys should have waited to have the last shot because uh, always, always, yeah. and that that's another one. Like you know, taking that shot so fast. I get it though; they got it quick, right? And they, but what, if you're a bottom defensive team, why would you bank on your defense to bail you out? I just, it's just little mistakes like that, you know. Mm-hmm. That I thought Reggie yeah. took our shot too soon too. Gave him that he, four seconds. He kind of did because he gave him four seconds. He gave him it's four like, seconds. What are you doing? But yeah. I get it. I mean, Reggie went. He went downhill, and he knew what shot he wanted. As, you know, as soon as he saw Russ in front of him and he saw Austin on the baseline, he's like, oh, either one, I'm getting it. I'm cooking he went, it. He went blacktop mode. Yeah, he, he like, did. He did. You, sometimes you can't guard that. I mean, we... you can't guard that. Yeah, sometimes. Great shot. Great shot. Man. I know Jesse was happy. Oh, definitely. Uh, anytime we can beat the Lakers, I love it. Uh, especially against Malik Monk on the team. <laughs> yeah. That whole tw- that whole comment on uh, Isaiah Hardenstein. I mean, he played a great game. Don't get me wrong. He played pretty good. But, I mean, results are the results, right? So, you got these results. Are re- results are results. So. Kendrick, Kendrick Nunn. I think you meant Kendrick Nunn, right? Who He's the one who said, like, when I get back, uh, we'll see. Was it Kendrick Nunn? I thought it was Malik Monk. Uh, you know, they're basically the same player. So, maybe, maybe we just don't know. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. He, I mean, you know, players are going to say whatever they want, bro. But I mean, I mean, this is a rival game, though. I and I yeah. felt it. You felt it. The players, oh, yeah. really, you know, put a lot more effort into this game. I mean, per- personally, I felt it on the Lakers side. Like, oh yeah, I didn't. Re- I didn't really feel it on the Clippers side, considering how long we left the bench in and how we were kind of running our starters our regular minutes and our bench was playing regular minutes. But I felt on the Lakers side just. Like antsy, right? Urgency, the sense of desperation. Keeping Russell in there when we had our bench out there, having Anthony keeping AD AD out there when we were playing. He played like 30 something minutes tonight. And if the Lakers are as good as they say they are, that shouldn't be the case. And right. uh, The Clippers, you know, I it's crazy how we're we're without our two stars, but we still find ways to give players like Batum, Morris some rest in some of these games that are tight because we, 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 we trust our team one through 10. Sometimes, you know, our 11th or 12th guys a little shaky out there, you know, sometimes Justice Winslow's not having the best game. Sometimes Brandon Boston's making rookie mistakes, but we live with that. Cause you know what? We trust our team to stay in it or come up in the clutch. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to play this team in the final few minutes of a game. That's just, that's just a culture we've built. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even I, trying to big dog like any other teams out there. I'm just saying, like, no, that's that's what it is now. Yeah, that's what yeah. it is now. We make shots at the end of games. That's plain yeah. simple. Yeah. yeah. And I and I honestly think that run we had in the playoffs last year, you know, being down 0-2 and being down Kawhi and stuff like that, and being down Morris or not necessarily being down Morris, but Morris just playing on one leg, being down Zoo. We know that, like, you know, next man up, and you just you play till the end of the game. And that's it. we're doing, and I think like the season, we were probably a little exhausted at the beginning of the season. So it took us a little while to get here. But now that we're getting back into winning basketball mode, we're, we're feeling that we're like, all right, 
every game matters every game counts you know basically not just for the season but for their two stars to come back but right i think getting norman powell kind of puts the team back in contention <laughs> like regardless yeah, of yeah. how we play no for sure you look like you have something cool to say jesse uh just every win against the lakers just remind me of how uh we gotta be <laughs> thankful for lakers for giving us a uh, tyloo you know <laughs> oh, yeah. and they had the opportunity yeah. to get him and they screwed up badly so um but i thought it was pretty funny because I, I know there's been a lot of conversations about tyloo you know being the running for coach of the year that or he should be considered along with eric spostra and i found the correlation between those two players and lebron james you mm-hmm. know like and they and lebron james always gets a lot of credit for that for those teams oh it was lebron james coaching lebron james was behind everything and I'm starting to question whether or not that's true. You know, I was listening to a podcast the other day. Uh, forgot who it was. Um, it was like a you know, general NBA podcast. And they were saying something like, um, you know, when it comes to superstar players and coaches, like, it doesn't matter. But when it comes to superstar players and role players, it matters. You mm-hmm. know, so regardless, whatever, right, if LeBron coaches a team, whatever the case may be, like, the in-game management, the adjust- – I mean, we see it, right? Doc Rivers, right? That was a big thing. We see it. The in-game management, the timeouts, the, the rotational pieces, the young guys that are being developed, the young guys that got minutes. Look at Steve Kerr playing Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that matters. Jo- Jordan Poole, that matters. Yeah. Right? Toscano Anderson, right? That matters. He's playing these young guys, these G-leaguers, these guys they drafted – and they're giving them minutes and, and he's he's enabling them, allowing them to get better, giving them that confidence. So um, coaches matter for sure. I mean, if LeBron had Ty Lue, we they'd probably be looking different. Coaches matter. Oh, and, and, and I honestly think if Rob Polinka said, hey, we're going to get Russell Westbrook in the offseason and asked, hey, Ty, what do you think? Ty would have been like, no. no he would have kept <laughs> Yeah, I, that's one thing, right? Like, there's an honesty to Ty Lue that you can see. Mm-hmm. And he's a player's coach. That's another big thing. He's not removed from the game. Like, he's intact with players. So, it's, it's huge. It, it's finding that right balance of being a player's mm-hmm. coach, giving players confidence, but also let them know, like, hey, tonight's not your night, all right? Let's just let's see if we get something else going. Without right. basically – because, like, you know, these are human beings that he has to coach. Right. And people get in their feelings and stuff like that. It's It's completely understandable. And one of the things that I've always thought was really cool is that I felt like Doc Rivers couldn't do that necessarily. And it, and it shows with someone like Montrezl Harrell. And now we're getting, to, it's crazy to look at our team now with Ty Lue and Ty Lue's saying like, like just last year, like, Hey Reggie, you don't have it. You know, we're, you're going to get some DMPs. Patrick Beverly gets hurt. Now you're starting in the number one offense in the league. And it, it's crazy. Like how he's getting everyone to buy in on that including players we just traded, Eric Bledsoe, uh, Justice Winslow. We haven't seen too much from Keon, but, you know, uh, Keon played a lot during the health mm-hmm. and safety protocols uh, stage of the season. So, yeah, it's just, it's just, yeah. it's an amazing thing to watch. And, like, I hope he's a lifer in terms of coaching. Yeah. So, do you guys have any more thoughts on the Lakers before we get into trans game? They suck. it's a long season so on our last episode we did cook that trade now we did a trade and we did and now we might have a hole at backup point guard so that's right so it's time for the new internet sensation (laughs) 
cook that point guard. Yes. <laughs> so do you, do are we doing eggs again, or do you want to do steak? No, no, we're changing. We're changing to steak tonight. Oh, we're doing uh, steak. We okay. need we need steak, and and remember, the more cooked, the worse it is. Yep. And, and that's yep. my feeling on steak too. Yep. So this this is going to work out really well. Mm-hmm. We actually ran through some of these players when we talked about people to possibly pick up the other day night. And we're going to go back through them and we're not going to talk about what we're giving up to get them. We're just talking about the players themselves. How cooked is this point guard? Perfect. I took a little uh, spin through the NBA and took a, took a look for point guards who are kind of just sitting around or we know they're available. So we're going to start out at the top with the one that everybody seems to be in love with. And that's the Washington Wizards is Spencer Deadwitty. How cooked is Spencer Dinwiddie? He's well done. <laughs> I go uh, medium well. Medium well. Yeah. There's there's some upside that I could taste. I I think uh, uh, yeah, I'm a little I'm a little curious about how you would do on the Ty Lue system because I feel like a lot of players come in and rejuvenate their careers and I feel like Ty Lue can play to the strength. Um, but you know injuries are injuries. So, um, but uh, I'm also a believer in second chances. I don't know well, why. Well, I want a good story. Well, look, look, you know what? I'm going to throw this out there. Joe Biden says, don't compare me to the almighty, Com- compare me to the alternative. And the, the alternative right now is that there's no point guard. So Spencer Dinwiddie looks pretty good. When it yeah. used to be, is Spencer Dinwiddie That's better funny. than Eric Bledsoe? <laughs> that, 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 that we were like, I don't know if he's better than Eric Bledsoe, but now that he's yeah. not better than anybody. Eh. <laughs> Sounds like you're going medium well then. Oh, I'm going, I'm, I'm well done. Like you need, you need a lot of steak sauce for me to. <laughs> to they want. Yeah. What do you think, Jake? Uh, Are you going to pass? No, I'm going medium well. I'm going medium, medium well. well. Um, it's not the kind of point guard that I would like for this current team now. Now that we got Norman, so but he could help another team, you know, another serious team. Uh, so medium. Well. I, I'm there with you, medium well. Yeah. Uh, how about that guy out in your your old hometown, the New York? Knickerbockers have a guy named Kemba Walker who's probably on the block. Uh, I got you. Capital Grill, right? This is Capital Grill right here. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is like. Uh, I'm sorry, Kemba. This is well done, bro. This is. This I, is I I I am going medium because you're getting this guy on a rental on a pretty favorable contract, and if he just sucks, don't play him. <laughs> but if he's good, if there's even a hint that he could at least give you some offensive production, oh, it's the the risk is the reward is all there. Nah, I, I go with well done. I think uh, the game plan would be uh, attack, attack Kimba the whole time because he can't defend at all. So, fair point. I, I'm gonna go with medium well. Uh, mm. I'm not gonna send it back. Yeah, I'm probably gonna send it back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, onward and up the coast there to the lovely city of Boston where they have a German player by the name of Dennis Schroeder that they're looking to get rid of. Oh, yeah. How much is he making? Cook that point guard. Yep. That's He's making like contract. four or $5 million, right? Five, five point nine. dollars Penny, that, man. That's a living cow right there. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's not yeah. even rare. That's not even, they didn't even take that cow to the butcher. That, yeah. that cow is still living. Yeah, that, that's That's... As a backup That's, point guard for 5.9 mil just for the rest of the season, perfect. All the way, bro. Bring he it. Can play, bring he can play it, defense. Yeah. He has a decent mid-range. Perfect. 
rare bring rare, it out rare, rare. flintstone rare just rare <laughs> like it's just barney rubble like you know cutting off a dinosaur eating it right there like, <laughs> my, my steak is still bleeding <laughs> yeah man that, let's yeah. do that awesome. i guess you also get shrewder on like the revenge tour too so oh, like, oh. nobody wants him when he's out there he's gonna play like a demon nobody wants. Yeah. i'll take him you know, <laughs> i'd buy tickets yeah. to that tour we're gonna have to name that steak <laughs> it's not getting cooked no no that's that's all day uh down the coast again we're staying in the eastern conference i got one out of the lovely city of atlanta for you delon wright Ooh, Ooh that's a good pick that's it that's a, i didn't even think of that delon wright's on an 8.5 million dollar expiring contract yeah. and he's yeah. Kind of just collecting dust. They've yeah. got Trey Young, uh, of course. They're also they've also got Sharfy Cooper that they'd like to get a few minutes here and there, and they still have Lou Williams. Yeah. Well, I don't think he's cooked. I just don't know if he's going to make or break like us being a championship roster or anything like that. Does that yeah. make sense? So I'm not. I'm. I'm going to say he's. He, but he's. I don't think he's cooked. So I would say he's like medium, medium rare medium from brian jesse how cooked is delon right cook that point card i'd go for medium as well medium i agree yeah like he could easily jake's- not be in the league like in two years but he could easily be on a championship team in two years so it's like, jake's yeah. cheating looking up his stats right now no i'm it. sorry <laughs> um yeah no i'm i don't think he's a bad player so i don't want to i mean he he puts a volume so for this team I'm probably gonna go like cook you know, but for another team, I think he could really help. So you think like medium well? Medium well is cool. Yeah. Medium well. How about a how about we go to somebody who's definitely selling because you know, any veteran on their team is for sale. Those lovely Houston Rockets that we so love to do trades with. Mm-hmm. They have a point guard just sitting around doing nothing in DJ Augustine. 15 That's minutes just, a game is what he's playing right now. And they would like to give some of those. They would like to give some of those minutes elsewhere. Uh, he is on uh, two years left on his deal, $7 million per, basically. Uh, averaging five points, one rebound, two assists a game. 40-40 and 86 splits. Yeah. Longhorns. Longhorns. He's KD's teammate. Um, you know what? He's just a little too small. He, he is I'm, small. I'm, I'm going to go medium well simply because – if you're asking me, I'd rather just put Luke Kennard at back at point guard. Like, I feel like we would get him and then just not play him. Yeah, he's just a little – I love too small. I saw him actually live uh, a couple months ago. It was Rockets-Lakers, and I, I saw him live. I, I was at the Staples Center. and He actually played really well. And he, he, he still got the burst. He still has his first step. So, this was, this was just a fun name to throw in there. Give us some. Yeah, let's do medium well. Let's do medium well. That's cool. Medium well. Jesse, he, you know, I, I go, I go well done. Uh, well I forgot done. he was. In, I forgot he was in the league. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> so did the Rockets. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, for the record, if anybody does want to trade for DJ, uh, we already have Xavier Moon uh, that we could bring up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's just yeah. basically the same player, only younger and better. Yeah, I agree. Uh, how about we go back to the Eastern Conference for one more? The Detroit Corey Joseph, yeah, and I know Jake likes mm. likes yeah. Joseph. Yeah, yeah. He is uh, has two years left on his current deal, 
this year at 7.3, next year at 5.2. He does have a player option on that year, which means he has a veto trade rule. But if Corey Joseph's getting traded, I'm sure he's not vetoing it. He's probably wanting to get the hell out of Detroit. That's my guess. Uh, He plays 22 minutes a night, eight and a half points, two and a half rebounds, four assists. Mm -hmm. The guy fills it up at a 46, 42, 85 clip. Those are some good numbers. And he plays backup. I think he plays backup to Cade. Yep. Uh, so he's already a backup. I, I'm. Uh, what does that mean? Uh, rare, rare. rare. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would. I would like go. Like, I'd go rare because like there's there's nothing wrong with getting him. You know what I mean? Like it it'd just be mm-hmm. one of those things where it's like yeah maybe it's not the guy we we thought of, but mm-hmm. it, it's actually not a bad move at all. Yeah. There you go. Go ahead, go, go ahead, Trent. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I I was going to go on to my last one, but okay. No, thought on Corey. Yeah, yeah you when... know, considering considering he was drafted with Kawhi on the Spurs, they were both drafted together. They probably, I mean, you know, they played together. There could be some some value there. I'm I'm down with him. You never know. You never did, know. did you did you give your rating, Jesse? Oh yeah, I agree with you guys. Um, yeah, he went rare. Yeah, I think I think I think he'd be a great compliment. I think he would be a good complimentary piece, especially if you already has that experience in the backup role. I agree. I agree with uh, Jake on that one. I, I'm going rare as well for uh, Corey Joseph. The last name on my list is just Let's for go. fun. Uh, this is this is a guy that I'm interested in. So okay. be, because Oklahoma City is hoarding picks like they're out of control, I think you can mm-hmm. get this guy mm-hmm. on the cheap. Mm-hmm. Theo Maladon. Yeah. Mm. He is a 6'5 point guard. With two years, this is his second year of experience. He's only 20 years old. Mm-hmm. And I've seen this guy play in the G League. He's yeah. played with, in the G League for him this year, and I've seen him play a few games. They're not using him. When me yeah. and Jesse went to the AC Clippers game this year, he was on the a- OKC Blue, and mm-hmm. he just dominated the game. Yeah. Dominated. He is a, he is an NBA-level player. He is player. A do, 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 you, do you feel he's playoff rotation good, though? Not yet, but like there's just a build for the future. Like next season, he is he is on a, a deal that's he's still on his rookie deal, so he has this year and two more, all at two million. Well, he's certainly not cooked, but in terms of getting him, I'll just say he's medium rare. I go rare. Uh, as far as you know, young guards, Theo has he's put up some good games for the Thunder. I mean, I've, I've watched you know some highlights before. But he's on the outside uh, looking in behind Shea and Giddy. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Like, I'm probably going to go just medium. Okay. Medium, I got, medium. Can I throw – Can I throw? You, are you done with point cards? Because I have – yeah, we, oh, we didn't hear Trent. Oh, my Me, medium rare for Theo Maladon. I, I really medium am interested. Rare. Hit me with your best shot, Brian. Okay. I don't know what the rules are on this because of – Give me a point guard to cook. Because – but – if Patrick Beverly was on a buyout market, yes, <laughs> and, and we could bring him in to be the backup point guard, yeah, yep, and we could limit his minutes because you know we have a lot of wings and doesn't have to play yep. it. I just don't know what the rules are because we traded him in the offseason. I don't know if we're allowed to no, pick him up again. He's I'll been be traded can. since then. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know if like if, oh that's true that's a good point. What is the rule about? No, I think it's va- I think it is valid. I think you can do it. Um, I think there's a cutoff date though, like before December something. I mean after December something something like that. So, 
like just wonder because like there's a lot of rumors he might go in the bio market. There's a lot of rumors that the Lakers are interested. Um, I don't know if he's gonna help the Lakers in street clothes, but it's it's fine. But if we got him, he wouldn't wear street clothes, and I'll be a lot nicer about Patrick Beverly. <laughs> um, you're uh, if you're asking me how cooked is the acquisition of Pat Beverly, I'm saying don't bother butchering that cow i'm gonna name it patrice and i'm gonna bring it home with me and it's gonna be my pet this is the there's a new there's a no reacquisition uh you have to wait till next season okay so one year they do have one year okay so he could possibly okay. go to another team all right yeah. then so he's gonna but then there's the one Lakers. player that's been <laughs> traded after one year and his name's mr williams Ooh. lou will to bring in to be like the 15th guy on the roster slash backup oh, point guard and we win a chip. Oh, and amazing. we win a chip with them. Yep. I'm a, I'm all for it. Rare. Yeah. We we we're doing this one with our heart. Yeah. We we, uh, we, we were like really critiquing all these other point guards that would probably be <laughs> a little bit more helpful. But we're like we're, we're doing this entirely with our heart. We we all want to say rare. We all want to say, oh, he'll be out there with the backups, so he'll be surrounded by Terrence Mann, Luke Kennard. Nick Batum and Isaiah Hartenstein. And I want to see Lou in a pick and roll with Isaiah Hartenstein. You just gave me chills with those three spot up shooters. So I'm going to go with uh, rare. Yeah. I'll take him $5 million expiring. I, yeah. I want to hear what Drake has to say. Let's see. (laughs) I'm definitely coming with like the most unpopular, like, choice and i love lou like i own jersey i own a jersey like you know uh, he did he was great for us six man of the year uh, golden state series i mean business should have been i mean he should have been an all-star one year let's let's talk about that too like he should have been they should have voted him i think we were the only playoff team without an all-star selection that year and uh blue will should have had that but besides the point right uh, to play meaningful minutes on a team with real vets where the rotation is going to be shortened down, uh, especially when you need guys, you, you know, obviously Terrence and Luke, Zoo. Um, I'm just going to go like medium. You don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed bad. if they, if they brought it back. Cause I'd be like, you know, that's, that's cool. Like it's obviously like a legacy thing. Is it one of the most Clipper dreams ever to say here yeah. we are? You know, game six, we're we're facing elimination. We we're down twenty in the third quarter. You put in Lou Williams, and he, you know, you load him up with lemon pepper wings at halftime, and, <laughs> and send him out there, and he he just lights up the Golden State Warriors for thirty points, and we win. That's yeah. the most Clippers thing ever, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, I mean, the way I look at it is just like he's—he's he's a trans. He was a transitional piece, which sounds, you know, it sounds messed up or whatever, but it really kind of was to what we have now. You know, does he have one last ride in him? I think that's uh, the question. And is it—is he destined to do it in Atlanta or here? I honestly because think he he's coming back. I honestly, think he said that's the back. only places he's going to go. I, I was watching this interview. He was talking about, yeah, I mean, if they want to do it again and it makes sense, like I'd love to come back and I'd love to have him here. You know, it just. <laughs> Under what capacity? You know, I he can't be that high volume guy anymore. Well, yeah. I, I also think when we get Kawhi and Paul George back, and let's just assume that Norman Powell and all of them are going to play high minutes. Reggie Jackson's at least going to play twenty five plus, probably even closer to thirty. 
if we brought in a Lou Will to only play 10 minutes a game and then the other minutes are kind of split up between other wings carrying, uh, uh, having the ball, maybe Terrence mm-hmm. Mann, Lou Kennard, I mm-hmm. think it could work. It's it's kind of like forcing like a square into a round circle situation, but just for us fans, for our own nostalgia and thinking Lou Will does deserve the championship, like I'm all for it. I'm yeah. all I'm all about the narrative. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I, I it'd be it'd be a great story for him. Imagine yeah. that last year after trading for Roger Rondo, everyone's pissed about it, and then by next Thursday we bring Lou Will back. You know how many fans would be like, oh, thank you, of course. Yeah, no, I hated. I mean, I hated that trade when it happened anyway. Bomber can make it back by just changing the name of the nacho platter at the at the stadium. <laughs> oh yeah, Lou Will. To Lou Will to the Lou Will. You know, have the yeah, Lou Will nachos. Absolutely. I, I have one, and you have to eat them like on a table. You don't. You don't even have a plate. <laughs> they have to be. You, know, like... you need it with the lemon pepper wings, man. Come on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, I got one. Um, Austin Rivers. Oh, I, I I like Austin Rivers. I like Austin Rivers. So it's I might be a fanboy. I don't know, but I think he's serviceable. I, so, I think so too. I would yeah, say medium. Think... Medium. Yeah, like I don't like I said, I don't know if he's gonna make or break us being a championship roster or not, but I don't think he's gonna go in there and suck. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? That's what Tyler tells him. Hey man, <laughs> don't suck. <laughs> I, I ain't your dad. <laughs> I ain't your daddy. I'll take you out. <laughs> What's the line from Guardians of the Galaxies? <laughs> I might not be your father, but I'm sorry. <laughs> <What are you? laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I, I, I think totally Austin does. I mean, he's a two-way player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> he, he's a two-way guy, and he can score. He and he he guards. And that's, yeah, and that's what you kind of want, right? Yeah. I mean, we're not asking him to be like a, a starter. We're not asking him to play a lot of minutes. We're just asking him to play competent minutes. Right. Yeah. Just like right. ten to fifteen at most. Right. Yeah. Just. Or we get John Wall or Russell Westbrook on the bike. Oh my god! That's the NFL clips for him. Yeah. <laughs> and you can catch our podcast. <laughs> our last episode. <laughs> hey, the, when you guys broke the Paul George news, that was really great. But then I heard something about Russell Westbrook being on our team, and I thought you guys lost all credibility. <laughs> and can't you I, take a joke? <laughs> By the way, I want to say, Brian, I want to say, Brian, you were spot on about that. I got to say that you were spot on. I was listening to TNT and TNT basically backed up everything you said. So I appreciate it. Sure did. So, yeah, too. I know some some good people. I know some good people. Yeah, you were spot on. I was like, what? (laughs) Let me DM him real quick. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He, he goes to play. He goes and plays golf with Lawrence Frankel every Sunday. So I bet. I bet. Oh. I let him win. I never, <laughs> I never golfed in my life. We play Wii golf. Right. <laughs> uh, he, he comes to my studio apartment to play Wii golf. <laughs> All right. Well, that was the only clips for him. You guys got any more thoughts um, before we go? All right. Uh. <laughs> Yes, I mean, let's see how this week goes. You know, everybody enjoy Norman Powell right now. And when we wake up tomorrow, hopefully. He's still hopefully there. We, yeah. <laughs> hopefully we don't got some crazy <laughs> thing that I mean, dude, I feel like I'm going to.
wake up on a Tuesday morning and it's just gonna be fireworks. Yeah, I swear. So, I don't know. I swear. Yeah. I wake up to a John Wall trade to the Clippers. <laughs> I, I really, honestly, I really doubt it. I really doubt it. I just, I, I, I just really don't want him to trade Luke Kennard. I think I think that's kind of where my line's at. I I expect I the Clippers to let me down in terms of trading players and players that I like, but oh, that's Luke. one thing we didn't break though. Luke Kennard. What about him? Didn't you say that you texted me earlier? Oh, I saw. I said yeah. I okay. sent you a picture yeah. of oh. him and the Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. Oh, okay. <laughs> and that's if oh. if he makes it to the three point contest. I want to oh. post that. So that you're brushing up on your dank memes. Yeah, I because the return of the king of Ohio is is, and I I get it. I get it. So sometimes sometimes me and Jesse send each other memes like, "Hey, you think this is good?" And then we'll just we always say yes. Yeah. <laughs> we never say no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. Yeah, that was the only clips for him. You can find our podcast wherever you find your podcast. Please subscribe, like, do what you do. Thank you for listening to our podcast we appreciate it go buy go buy jake's clothes when he has them out he always has fire appreciate products you. appreciate you um, fiery could you not sound older hey, <laughs> if, fire. If I, i'm sorry i'm not on lingo i just found out about cooked recently with trent, Me and trent sidebar and I was like, what? Did, you, did you hear this cool cooked word <laughs> and so in my defense i'm 47 I'll try. Hey, what I, what are you good, talking man. about? According so when I doctor, say things like, when I say things like, uh, you know, I ordered some fresh drip from Jake Barnes. My wife looks at me like, I'm going to divorce you if you cut that up. What is wrong with you? Honestly, that'll probably be me when I'm older, man. I, don't know. I mean, shoot, I got 10 years to 40, basically. I, I just picture that? myself as Skip Bayless, pretty much. You know, <laughs> Drip Bayless. Drip Bayless. Drip Bayless. Well, if you want to get some fresh dip, if you want to get some promise of fresh dip, if you want to get some fresh drip from, make sure you follow Jake Barnes on Twitter so you can figure out where he, whenever he drops some hot products <laughs> oh and instagram follow him on, the oh, on instagram yeah too. yeah oh yeah i gotta say this instagram we're doing a 100 section giveaway one two once we reach a thousand followers so uh i think we're about like 70 or 60 away something like that so let's try to get it to a thousand we'll get some tickets away Wonderful. sitting in the hundy section sitting in the hundreds yeah yeah you yeah. could get sweat on yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah get a shirt or something there oh, you sure. go there you go. Uh, and uh, follow Trent Maddox at what's your at drunken handle? underscore Trent or at Trent takes on the name of my podcast, which mm-hmm. is now coming out whenever I get the urge to record. So uh, I've changed podcast, my schedule. Just like I said on the last podcast, he's doing the Lord's work. He's letting you know that about things you should be angry about and, <laughs> and don't. And, uh, you know, the, the do you remember? uh do you remember the old Key and Peel skit sketch where they were talking, where they had Obama and his anger translator? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm the anger translator. That's what <laughs> I, I love it. And the Republican Party is a bad party. So sometimes, uh, well, most sometimes, all the time. So, <laughs> Nowadays, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you can follow us on Twitter at LA Clips Forum. Sometimes we break news. Sometimes we just chat and we're out. And Trent, thank you for the outro. My pleasure. Peace. Adios. Thank you for joining Brian Andrew and Jesse Sandoval for this episode of LA Clips Forum. For all the over and backs, loose balls, clear paths, and 
Tippins. Catch LA Clips Forum every week. The podcast for fans by fans. Clipper Nation, we'll catch you on the rebound. Oh yeah.